1: The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by Hemisphere Coffee Roasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at Hemisphere Coffee Roasters.com. So if you don't think that the minds of everyone in America are being programmed by big tech, uh, give a listen to. Melissa Flannery, she is with the United Nations, and she is speaking at the World Economic Forum. And she's talking about climate change now. Climate change is a really big deal to those on the left. And they want to make sure that you do not see things that they don't want you to see they want you to be all in on the fact that climate change is an existential threat and that climate change is something that can ruin the planet. And they cannot have you doing your own research online and having people who dispute that view, uh, giving a different viewpoint. Now I thought I had the audio, but I can't find it at the moment, but trust me, I will find it and I will play it for you in the final block uh, of the show, so I apologize for that. But here's Matt Walsh on with Mike Huckabee, talking about what he and others at the Daily Wire found when they looked into videos from Vanderbilt Children's Hospital regarding its gender affirming clinic.
2: Medical clinics and hospitals all across the country are mutilating kids. They're drugging kids under the you know under the uh, the pretense of of affirming their gender, which is to actually try to change their gender, which is impossible. And we know this is happening all across the country. And and given that we live in Nashville, we became curious about we've got Vanderbilt right down the the street from us. So what are they doing? And so we kind of we looked into it. We spent about a week investigating it. When I say investigating, we just we we looked at videos and material that they had posted over the years. And no one had sort of noticed. And uh, but we did notice it. And what we found is that, you know, at Vanderbilt, like in some of these other hospitals, um, they are performing double mastectomies on minor girls as young as 16 years old mm-hmm. to try to masculinize them and, and turn them into boys. Uh, they're giving drugs to, to kids as young as 13, um, irreversible cross-hormone drugs that, that change their bodies irreversible. They're, they're giving uh, uh, so-called puberty blockers, which are chemical castration drugs, to kids even younger than that. Um, and this is, this is what they're doing. We also found videos where they talk about they have one doctor who's... who's very proudly talking about how one of the reasons they got into this business is because there's lots of money to be made in it. In fact, she said it's a big money maker. Wow. And that's one of the reasons that they're doing it.
1: Yeah. So this is disgusting. It's demonic. It's satanic. And here's an ad that Planned Parenthood is running. Cartoon Illustrated, of course. Trying to bend the minds of kids that, oh, that awkwardness that you feel, hey, there's a surgical or chemical solution to it.
3: There's no one size fits all puberty experience. If you're trans, intersex, or non binary, know that you're not the only one feeling confused. There are medicines you can take to help your body start the process, like hormone replacement therapy. Some people decide on hormones or surgeries to help their bodies match up to their gender identity or how they feel inside about themselves. Your gender identity is real you should be the one to decide what changes you wanna make to your body. If you're transgender or non-binary, you may find that your Mm -hmm. puberty experiences don't line up with your gender identity or how you see yourself. That feeling can be uncomfortable, scary, and stressful. There are medicines you can take to delay puberty for a while. They're called puberty blockers, and they work like a stop sign by halting the hormones testosterone and estrogen that cause puberty changes like facial hair growth and periods. Puberty blockers are safe and can give you more time to figure out what feels right for you, your body, and your gender identity.
1: Puberty blockers are not safe. Lupron, the drug that they give boys as a puberty blocker, is the same drug they give to convicted sex offenders to castrate them. I don't think that's safe. It's not a stop sign. It's an end of your basically chance of ever being a parent sign. Okay, Now, if all these things were so safe, if they were just momentary stop signs, then I have a question. Why has the United Kingdom, Sweden, Finland, and France all outlawed this kind of care? Quote-unquote care. They have all gone down the same road the United States has gone down and found that it is the wrong road to go down, and so they no, now no longer allow it to be, to be done with minor children. But here in the United States, we press forward. I have another question. Why is Planned Parenthood even engaged in this endeavor? I mean, the name Planned Parenthood is about managing families. What about a child's sexual preferences intersects with the stated mission of Planned Parenthood. There's no reason why Planned Parenthood should be involved in this at all. Now, a former uh, person in Britain or person in Britain who went who underwent a gender transition and then sued in court to uh, get damages from the doctors. Kira Bell, she's 23 years of age says this, there's a perception that questioning gender-affirming treatment is bigoted, but it really is an entirely ideological solution to a psychological problem. Now, Amnesty International other woke organizations say that gender-affirming care is life-extending and a human right. Nevertheless, the suicide rate of kids' ...who suffer from gender dysphoria at 40% is not, as I say, because they're bullied or because they're not affirmed. It's because they have a mental illness. If you think you are something you are not, that is a sign that your brain is not functioning correctly. In Sweden, their National Board of Health and Welfare said puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones... ...should only be given in exceptional circumstances... France's National Academy of Medicine posted in March of this year that great medical caution must be taken in children and adolescents given their psychological vulnerability. France cited Sweden's decision to prohibit the use of puberty blockers as the influence for its change in medical treatment. And Finland announced in 2020 a policy shift for gender dysphoria treatment. With the Finnish Health Authority issuing new guidelines backing psychotherapy rather than puberty blockers or cross-sex hormones for kids. This is the fight, folks. This is the fight. And it's going to require courage, and it's going to require being willing to lose jobs, lose comfort. But there is no doubt in my mind that the Biden administration and the Democratic Party is on the wrong side of this issue. And when they are on the wrong side of an issue, rather than do what conservatives do, which is present facts, convince the other side of their error, argue for the merits of your side. What do Democrats do in those situations? They do not try to engage in conversation or in a purposed argument to win someone to their side. No. What do they do? They name call. They throw allegations out you're homophobic, you're transphobic, you don't respect the science. They don't offer solutions. They don't offer convincing arguments. They name call. They name call. And I've said many times, and I'll say to my dying day, the reason people lie to you is because they don't have the truth on their side. If you have the truth on your side, why would you engage in lies? Now, here's the comment that I was uh, searching for earlier from the World Economic Forum, where the UN's Melissa Flannery is talking about their partnership with Google and Big Tech so that they can keep you from evaluating climate change on its merits.
3: Partnered with Google, for example, if you Google climate change... You will, at the top of your search, you will get all kinds of UN resources. We started this partnership when we were shocked to see that when we'd googled climate change, we were getting incredibly distorted uh, information right at the top. So we we're becoming much more proactive. Um, you know, we own the science, and we think that the world, you know, should know it, and, and the platforms themselves also do. Um, but again, it's it's it is um, it's it's a huge, huge challenge that I think all sectors of society need to be very active in. Part- we own the science.
1: We own it. We'll give you the information we want you to have. Now, I see on NBC4Eye.com that comedian Dave Chappelle has announced that he will be performing on New Year's Eve here in Columbus. Dave Chappelle, In Your Dreams, will take place on Saturday, December the 31st at 9.30 p.m. at the Schottenstein Center. Tickets go on sale starting Friday, October the 7th, that's this Friday, at 10 a.m. Now, as with other Chappelle performances, the show has a strict no cell phones allowed policy. So I guess you have to put your phone in a locked pouch. Anybody caught with a cell phone inside the venue will be immediately ejected. Now, as a public service, I feel that I should tell you, before you get too excited about buying tickets at a Dave Chappelle show in Columbus, Ohio on New Year's Eve, that there might be something else going on on New Year's Eve that would make you regret buying tickets to a Dave Chappelle show. Now, I like Dave Chappelle. I like his comedy. I like his... uh, I don't don't really know much about it other than he's willing to take on woke culture, so I'm fine with it. But, Pam, you think it would be wise of me to tell people before they buy tickets that the college football playoff semifinals are to be played Oh, on really? New Year's Eve at 4 p.m. and 8 p.m. Wow. 4 p.m. and 8 p.m.
3: I'm going to be at the Blue Jackets game, but that's another story. So if the
1: Buckeyes <laughs> get in the college football playoff, oh. and uh, I see no reason why they will not. Right. Uh, unless they play the early game, you know, it could be good. If they play the early game, you might want to go to the Chappelle Show after and celebrate. You'll already be in a good mood. Or... If the unfortunate happens and the Buckeyes would happen to lose their college football playoff semifinal, 4 p.m., well, then you'd need to go to the Chappelle Show to be cheered up. But if they play the 8 p.m. game, I don't think you're going to want to miss that. Although, as our friend Matt Mayer of Opportunity Ohio noted several weeks ago, um, he does not allow his life to be ordered around Ohio State football. And a lot of people in Columbus do not. Although I will say, if you want a tea time or you want to shop in Columbus, Ohio, the best time to shop is right during an Ohio state game. You will notice that you have the city virtually all to yourself. Now, sad news to report. You've heard it on the Salem news updates. Uh, Country music legend, Loretta Lynn uh, passed away at age 90. Um, I'm a huge fan of the movie Coal Miner's Daughter. Yeah, A huge, huge, huge fan of the movie Coal Miner's Daughter. It is one of the movies that, if it's on television and I happen upon it, I have to watch it. Mm -hmm. I can't not watch it because there's so many great lines in that movie. Uh, And this is how it wraps up, which the great line here is not in this clip, uh, which is just as well because I think it has a swear word in it.
3: That dadgum bedroom in the front of the house do and the sun comes in every morning at five o'clock and shines in my eyes how am i supposed to get any
2: sleep you're not too ignorant to get out of the bed and walk over here and pull a set of window blinds down are you
3: no and i'm not too ignorant to know that
2: the dadgum bedroom don't belong in the front of the house with the living room or
1: the bed. Uh-huh. there you go that's the end of <laughs> coal miners daughter and uh, i get sucked in every single time now the thing about it was i didn't know about Really, I hadn't listened to enough Loretta Lynn music before mm-hmm. the movie. I actually got to the point where I preferred Sissy Spacex version of Loretta Lynn oh. to the actual Loretta Lynn because that's what you were because used that's to. what I got. That's what I right. heard first, yeah, yep. and what I heard more often. So mm-hmm. uh, that's too bad that Loretta Lynn has passed away, but she lived a long and uh, very rich life. The Queen of Country, Queen music. of Country Music, yep. yes, indeed. That's how she was introduced uh, at all of her concerts, ladies and gentlemen. The Queen of Country Music, Loretta Lynn, and uh, beloved. I've seen her, uh, seen tributes to her at the Grand Ole Opry, and uh, her her uh, songs were amazing. And um, you know, ushered in an amazing era. She is, she truly was a coal miner's daughter from from Kentucky, Butcher Holler, Kentucky. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Wow, amazing. Tough lady, very tough lady. Yeah, and uh, that. Uh, that movie was outstanding. Sissy Spacek, Tommy Lee Jones were phenomenal in that movie. Okay, CNN says uh, black Americans are leaving Democrats, could give the Senate to the GOP. We told you yesterday about Hispanics leaving the Democratic Party. Now it seems that the uh, African-American voter has had enough of, I don't know, take your pick, high gas prices, high food prices, an open southern border. Uh, CNN senior data reporter Henry enton says blacks were a core part of the Democratic Party, but slippage may spell doom for some Democratic senatorial candidates. He says they're still getting 74% of the black vote, but in 2020 that was 84%, and in 2018 it was 85%, so they've lost 10%. It's interesting to me that in Georgia, the gubernatorial election in Georgia, Brian Kemp is widening his lead, over Stacey Abrams, who is African-American. And the belief was that that race would turn on which candidate had the support of African-American men. Now, what's very interesting in Georgia is that Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnock are running for the Senate seat. Raphael Warnock is one of the the most liberal senators in Georgia. Raphael Warnock, all you need to know about the heretic that is Reverend Raphael Warnock is that he describes himself, he describes himself as a pro-choice pastor. He's a pro-abortion pastor. And he equivocates on this issue, just like Tim Ryan, just like other Democrats. He says, the hospital room of a pregnant woman is not big enough for her, her doctor, and the U.S. government. So what does Raphael Warnock do? He makes abortion about the woman not about the life of the child. So he does not take a position that the ch- the life of the child is worthless, but that is, in effect, the unmistakable takeaway of his position, which is that he would not intervene and tell a woman whether or not she could get an abortion or not. And I saw the other day the Columbus Dispatch was noting, complaining, whining about the fact that an inordinate percentage of shooting victims of Columbus police are black and that the number of people shot by police in Columbus is a much higher percentage than the number of, than the percentage of black citizens in Columbus. Well, what is missing from that analysis? What percentage of criminals in Columbus are black? Because if you had that piece of the puzzle, if you knew what percentage of criminals in Columbus were black, then you could make a determination as to whether or not the percentage of criminals shot was explainable by the people who were violating the law or was inexplicable and unjustified by the percentage of people breaking the law. Because if the percentage of people breaking the law in Columbus is, and they're they're black, is say 20%, and the percent of people shot in Columbus who are black is 60%, then you have a possible proof of racism. But if the percentage of people committing crimes who are black is higher than the percentage of people shot by police who are black, well, then you blow up the argument that you are trying to make, which I would submit to you is why they left that out of the equation, and that is why people like Raphael Warnock do not mention the baby when they talk about abortion